Is there anybody that you can think of that hates you? Do you know what it feels like to be hated? And I mean really hated. In John chapter 15, Jesus, he tells his followers. So he's in this extended conversation with his followers right before he goes to the cross. It's an incredibly important conversation. And in chapter 15, he tells his followers, he says, you are going to be hated. The world will hate you because of your association with me. Jesus says, I, the reason that the world's going to hate you is because I've, I've taken you out of the world. I've taken you out of the systems of the world. I've set you apart. And then I've sent you back into the world to love the world, but also to point the world to me, to speak truth to the world. And for that, you will be hated. Not uh, super fluffy uh, or super encouraging um, words from Jesus. And, and Jesus' immediate context, and I'm going to read something here, and we're going to have some, some pictures while I read it. Um, Jesus' immediate context are his followers. And if you study church history, uh, we have record for at least nine out of the 12 apostles that Jesus would have been talking to in this conversation. We have record for at least nine of them and the way that they died. And so um, at least nine of them were killed for their faith in Jesus, right? So, so these are the people that were filled with the Holy Spirit after the resurrection. They went into the world. They were healing people. They were casting out demons. They launched a revival movement that basically ended up taking over the Roman Empire within 300 years. But the originals, the OGs, most of them were brutally killed for their faith. And so I wrote up a little uh, narrative of the stories of the martyrdom of the, the nine apostles that we know of. And while I'm reading it, you're just, you're going to see pictures of the characters um, that are in The Chosen. So probably most people watching this, you're familiar with The Chosen and the disciples are all well depicted there. And so uh, I just have pictures of these guys while, while I read this. But here we go. James, the brother of John, sometimes known as James the Greater, was beheaded in AD 36. Clement of Alexandria, a second century theologian and teacher of the way of Jesus, tells us about James' death. James had an opponent, someone who wanted to kill him for preaching about Jesus. This opponent successfully had James brought before the tribunal to be tried, and James lost his case. His sentence would be immediate death. James' opponent was immediately overcome with conviction and publicly confessed that he too had become a Christian, which was a death sentence. He asked James to forgive him, James paused, turned to him, and said, Peace to thee, brother. And he kissed him, and both were beheaded together. Thomas preached to people all over, to Parthians, Medes, Persians, and many others, until he was killed in Kalamina, India. Simon, this Jesus follower, was a zealot before committing his life to Jesus. As a zealot, he was ready to kill with his sword anyone who opposed Israel. But as a Jesus follower, he laid down his sword and preached in Africa, Mauritania, and Britain until he was crucified. Jude, or Thaddeus, was killed in Beirut in the Roman province of Syria. It is believed that Thaddeus preached in Samaria, Judea, Idumea, Syria, Mesopotamia, and Libya. Early images of Thaddeus often depict him with an axe, as it is believed he was killed with this instrument for preaching in the name of Jesus. Bartholomew, also known as Nathaniel, preached the gospel of Jesus in India. He even translated the gospel of Matthew into the language of those he preached to. He was eventually beaten, crucified, and beheaded, in Albanopolis, Armenia. Andrew was Peter's brother, and he was the one who introduced Peter to Jesus. 
Not much is said about Andrew in the gospel accounts, but early records of Andrew show him to be a courageous, brave, spirit-filled follower of Jesus. Andrew preached about Jesus all over. He preached to the Scythians, Sogdians. He preached in Ethiopia. Eventually, he angered a man named Aegeus, the governor of the Edessenes. Andrew had brought many to faith in Jesus, and they began turning away from worshiping Roman idols. Aegeus received permission from the Roman Senate to use force to make Christians sacrifice to Roman idols. Andrew would not back down. He told Aegeus that as a ruler of the people, he should worship the one true God and banish all false gods from the land. Aegeus reminded Andrew that Christianity had recently been deemed illegal by the Romans because it was a superstitious sect. Andrew told him that the Romans did not understand the truth. He told him about the Son of God who had come to this world to save people from their sins. He told Aegeus that teaching the people about the Roman gods would only lead people into sin and the judgment of God. Aegeus threatened Andrew. He said that if he continued to preach this message, he would surely be killed. Andrew's response reveals a man confident in his God. He said, I would not have preached the honor and glory of the cross if I feared the death of the cross. On his way to the cross, Andrew exclaimed, O cross, most welcome and longed for. With a willing mind, joyfully and desirously, I come to you, being the scholar of him which did hang on you, because I've always been your lover and yearned to embrace you. Andrew was crucified by Aegeus and buried in Petre, which is modern-day Slovakia. Matthew penned the first book of our New Testament, which is his eyewitness account of the life, death, resurrection, great commission, and ascension of Jesus Christ. Matthew preached in Ethiopia and Egypt and saw many people converted to faith in Jesus. Hyrcanus, the king who opposed his ministry, sent someone to kill him with a spear. Philip preached the gospel of Jesus Christ in barbarous nations for many years. He was stoned and crucified to death in Hierapolis, Ferga, with his daughter. Peter's death happened during the reign of Nero. The Roman emperor Nero led an infamously deadly and fierce campaign of persecutions against Christians in the Roman Empire around the year 64 AD. Eusebius, an early Greek historian of Christianity, says this about Nero's persecution against Christians. A man might then see cities full of men's bodies, the old lying together with the young, and the dead bodies of women cast out naked, without reverence of that sex in the open streets. Many Christians at this time believed Nero was the Antichrist. Peter was condemned to death during this persecution, but it is believed that he escaped. As he was approaching the gate of the city, about to escape, Peter met Jesus, who was coming to meet him. Peter asked him, Lord, where are you going? And Jesus replied, I am come again to be crucified. Peter returned to the city where he would be crucified on an upside-down cross because he did not think himself worthy to be crucified like his Lord. So Jesus' immediate context of this word to his disciples of how they would be hated, the, the immediate context was the disciples who actually went out and experienced the hatred of the world because of the message of Jesus Christ. But what's amazing, what's fascinating, what's convicting about the lives of these apostles was that they actually considered it an honor and a great joy to be hated by the world because of their relationship with Jesus. And so I just encourage you to, to think about that today. The, the passage that I'm referring to is uh, John chapter 15, the second half of it down to chapter 16, verse 4. Um, read Jesus' words and just ask yourself the question, am I willing to be hated because of my relationship with Jesus? Uh, and if the answer to that question is no. I just encourage you to spend some time with the Lord because Jesus also talks in this section about how he sends us his Holy Spirit. He uses a specific word called paraclete in, in the Greek, um, which means the Holy Spirit is our helper, our advocate, our counselor, our friend. He is with us in the darkest of times.